return of the midweeks. My friends, welcome to the midweeks. This is Robin coming to you live on Wednesday. Sometimes I'll can these things um, and release them at a later date, but this one is a Wednesday special. Did you think I'd forgotten about you? This is going to be released a little bit later than usual, but you know what? I think we'll pull through. I'm in the book of Proverbs, and we're looking at the words of Agur today. And Agur is a part of Proverbs that I've spent quite a bit of time thinking through. And partly it's because, you know, my brain doesn't hold all of Scripture inside of it at one time very easily. I do like smaller chunks that I can kind of meditate on um, easily without feeling like I'm forgetting half of what's there. And so I've spent time in Agur because he is a one-chapter sage, and I'm just thinking through the depths of Agur. He's really easy to miss what he's all doing in his work here. So I'm going to try to plumb the depths a bit more, try to understand what this sage is trying to say. Part of a proverb is that the proverbs are saying more than they say. So you need to stop and think and do a lot of mental legwork to actually keep up with all that the sage is trying to say with his pithy, short sayings. These aren't novels that take a long time to tell a short story. These are proverbs which take a short time to tell a big truth. And so we're going to read the next of Agur's sayings. Now you might remember he starts off by confessing his weakness, his inability to actually know God well, his dependence on God to reveal himself, and then also confessing his dependence on revelation through scripture and that Agur himself is going to be joining in creating scripture, but as somebody who's dependent on the scripture that God has already inspired. So we're going to be in chapter 30, starting verse 7 today. This is going to be short and sweet. Two things I ask of you. Do not deny, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches, Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. All right, so this is a chunk. This is a unit from Agor. And Agor likes um, numbers. So many of his sayings will begin with a two or say, Two things I've asked, three things this, or, or three things this, four things that. And how the numbering works is that um, Hebrew poetry works by parallel lines or parallel thoughts. We've shared this before on this this channel here. But it works by parallel ideas. But what's the parallel of a number? So what's the rhyming thought of the number two? What they do is they just add one. And the second number is usually the important one. So if he says three things are important, four things are really important, he's going to share four things. But that's how you get... um, how that's how you get the rhyming, the mental rhyming or the parallel thought is by going this much and this was. He doesn't do that here, but he does start with two, two things. And he says he wants two things from the Lord. So this is a prayer. He asks God to give, grant them to him before he dies. So in this life, really work this thing into me. And then he requests in verse eight, um, falsehood and lying to be gone from him. And he asked for neither poverty or riches. And so you might ask, like, which are the two things? Is it the falsehood and lying are the two things that are he wants gone from him? 
Is it not lying and not poverty and riches? And I'm not totally sure which exactly are the two things. Maybe it's the falsehood and lying, and then he explains how he wants God to rescue him from falsehood and lying. Or it could be he doesn't want poverty or riches. And by not wanting to poverty or riches, then this will rescue him from the falsehood and lying. But we are meant to see these things as connected. What he really wants is that God would satisfy his needs. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. He wants God to be his creator sustainer. He wants him to fulfill that prayer that Jesus would teach us later. Give me today my daily bread. And he has a moral theological reason for asking for this thing. He doesn't just want to be full. He sees that he needs God to provide for him because he is susceptible to sinning because of a perceived need. So Agur is praying out of his own knowledge as a sage that he is vulnerable to sinning against God when he is under distress. And so um, in this situation, he begins with his great need for food. He needs to eat. He needs to sleep. Sorry, he needs to drink. And so he says, God, feed me just with what I need. Why? Because Verse 9, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? So he says, if I get rich, if I have more than I need, I know the tendency of my sinful heart is going to be to say, I don't need you anymore. Thank you for all this grain and thank you for all this gold. I don't need the Lord. Who's the Lord? And who is the Lord? That's, uh, I don't know if it's a quote, but that's what Pharaoh famously said to Moses when Moses said, thus saith the Lord, let my people go. Pharaoh said, who's the Lord? Like, who, who is it? And it didn't necessarily mean he'd never heard the name before. It means that this person is of no consequence to me. And so Agar sees in his own heart that he is vulnerable to despising the importance of God if God is too generous with him. And this is a profound insight into the nature of fallen man and the fallen heart to realize that you can't actually trust yourself with yourself. You need God to watch over you, to shepherd you, to take care of your needs in order for you to not betray God. And then the next thing he says, or lest I become poor and steal and profane the name of my God. And so how does this connect? So if I have too much, I'll just say, I don't need you anymore. Or he says, I have too little. And then my temptation will be to steal, to sin against God in order to try to provide for myself and thus profane the name of God. And there's a little bit of conversation about what that profaning means. Does it mean just like as somebody who says they worship God, if you're caught stealing, that looks bad on the God you worship? Or is it that if Agor is stealing and someone catches him or takes him to court about the stealing and he is tempted to lie and say, hand held to God, I did not do this stealing. And he's profaned God's name by taking his this oath against himself or taking this oath to support a lie against God and therefore he profaned God's name by taking an oath and denying that he's stolen. Not totally sure, not necessary to know, but you can see the big deal here. You can walk it backwards. Agor sees in his own heart as a sage, as somebody who, with faith in God. He knows that he is vulnerable to the temptation of denying God because he has too much and abandoning God or sinning against God by stealing and breaking that one of the Ten Commandments there because he has too little. And so he walks this known sinful 
behavior or, or bent or possibility walks it back into his prayer life. I know I might steal if I have too little. I know I might get arrogant if I have too much. So God, would you give me what I need each day? And be, by doing this, by not giving me either poverty or riches, you will save me from falsehood and lying the falsehood of believing that you don't need God and the lying of lying about whether or not you've been stealing. And he walks this back and says, I'm asking you for this, these two things. Don't deny them for me. So two things I ask for you, save me from falsehood and lying. I don't want to be somebody who's a liar. I don't want to be someone living in falsehood. And I know I'm susceptible to this based on economics, based on how much money I have. So give me how much money I need so I can walk with you best. So we can take this, these, there's just a few lines, but look how much theology is in here. Number one, Agor coming to God, knowing that he's a sinner with a sinful bent and full of need. Number two, asking God to support him in his need, but also asking God to support him in his need in the perfect way so that it will grow the most holiness and dependence on God and not be either a temptation to sin because of having too little or a temptation to sin because of having too much. And so this is a profound theology, even that he expects that he can come to God and say, I, I'm going to sin against you unless you save me. So save me from sinning against you and do it in this practical way by providing how much I need so that I walk with you in getting my needs met by you instead of abandoning you by having too little or too much. This is profound and all packed into this little two-part prayer. So for you, which, which side is your bent? We're probably all susceptible to arrogance or stealing, but which one is your bent? Which one do you regret God doing? Do you, do you hate it when you've got too much? Some people do. They hate it when they got too much. They sabotage their, their prosperity. Or they get arrogant when, they, when they're not hurting and they're not hurting for anything. Do you, get, do you forget the Lord? I do. And at the same time, I know that my faith is weak if I was too poor. And I wonder what I would do in desperate situations. I know that my soul is weak. And so I want God to rescue me from being desperate in the bad way but to keep me desperate for him and needing him. This is Agar's wisdom and Agar's heart. So be blessed by the wisdom of God. 